Welcome, Giants fans, to episode two of Facing the Giants. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host, Josh Lewis, and as always, and going forward forevermore, uh, my co-host, Tyler McGurk. How are we doing this morning, my man? I'm doing good for coming off a 5 nothing loss. It wasn't very <laughs> right. aesthetically pleasing, reminded me of Giants of last year and but oh, man. I got opening day in Little League. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. There you go. Be that'll there. be that'll be fun. That'll be that'll be a good time. And I am looking forward to the next two games. I mean, we got game game at uh at one Pacific today. We got uh Alex Cobb going and we got uh, Ross Stripling going tomorrow. I feel like I feel like pretty good. Like you and I were talking uh off the show. Like if we can snag two out of the three here. I, I still feel that's possible. I still feel like we can grab these these uh, the other two games. So I mean, when you're facing Garrett Cole, it's it's rough, right? <laughs> like it's, yeah, it was, it, it's going to be rough. <laughs> um, so that being said, obviously, uh, day after or two days after now, uh, opening day, which is should be a national holiday. I, I will still maintain that that is a thing. Um, but I wanted to go through. We're going to start with my segment right and and talk a little bit of. Uh, opening day history, uh, specifically for the Giants, obviously. So um, this was our our 141st opening day. Like that is crazy to me. Like I I know the Giants are old, right? They've been around forever. And even in my segment last episode, like we were talking about 1883, right? So it's like I know they're old. It just doesn't compute until I see that number of this is the 141st opening day for the giants and so last week too if you guys were here which by the way thanks for listening we were the most watched uh show on bsn baseball last week so uh appreciate all you guys that uh that tuned in and and watched that and so hopefully uh we keep that going hopefully we're entertaining for you but uh we touched on last week like how how weird it was that they weren't opening against a divisional opponent right it was uh and i found out it was the it was the first time that they were actually opening the season in new york since they were in new york like <laughs> since they themselves yeah. were the new york giants and so it was it is super cool even though they they kind of got their butts kicked like it was cool to see like opening day at yankee stadium and play the yankees and kind of have that history there um that was super cool but even though that it's that it felt weird, like I kind of went back and looked at at the history of the Giants opening days, and we act like if you look at their the most matchups that they've had for opening days, it's not a divisional opponent. Their the divisional opponent actually is like fourth on the list, wow. and so they've actually I'll, I'll I'll let you guess if you had to choose because they were known by many names. I'll give you a guess who their who their number one opponent for opening days was. They did it uh 25 times. They played uh, this they played this opponent. So this was their number one opponent for opening day. They were they go by many names, have gone by many names. I'll give you that hint. Any any guesses on who that might be? Who's been around for a while that could right? be on this list that's been known by many names? I uh, the the Cardinals have they had different names? I can't think of any other names they've been. I go the I have no idea. I go Pirates, I guess. Okay, so Pirates is a good guess too. It, either of those teams is a good guess. So it's Boston. That's what's trippy. Wow. That's crazy. Because so, because obviously even think now, of an AL team. right? Exactly. 
Right. Exactly. Your, your mind immediately goes NL. And so like, yeah, 25 times against Boston, they were the bean eaters, the bees, the Braves and the doves. Those are all the team names that the giants played them as. Um, and, and so uh, the next is 22, by the way, and that's even the, that's the Phillies. Like, it's just, it's interesting to me that it's that way. Um, so next is the Phillies and, Normally we open in April, right? Opening day is always in April, uh, but they've actually never opened in March. This is the first time that they opened in March, which was kind of cool. Um, and but they've opened four times in May and once in July. Obviously, that was 2020 during the the pandemic and shortened season and, and whatnot. So uh, opening day is just fascinating to me. It's one of my favorite things. Um, their their all time record uh is 82 56 and two they've actually tied twice uh on on opening day um and so that was kind of interesting to see uh so they've got a a 586 winning percentage on opening day that's going to lower now a little bit before (laughs) with with the garrett cole fiasco uh they're i'm just kind of rattling off some stats because i i found this fascinating so their longest win streak is six years in a row that they won on opening day uh, I thought that was interesting for how many years they've been around. Like the longest winning streak they've got is six years. Like, they, especially being that successful, like right, five eighty six win percentage. You think it'd be more than six? You you would think they'd get more than six. They did do that three times though, so like it it is kind of a, a weird thing. Um, most starting, uh, there was some talk about Brandon Crawford this being his uh, his. I think it was third most or tied for second one of the two uh opening day starts for the giants if you had to guess uh hopefully it's a pretty easy question if you had to guess who who had the most opening days for the giants any position willie made of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> he played forever he yeah uh yeah so willie mays has has the most uh opening day starts for the giants brandon crawford's got the most at shortstop now uh, with his opening day, uh, I love me some Brandon Crawford. But uh, if you had, if you had to guess, I'll give you another one. Put you on the spot again. This is the last one, I promise. But <laughs> put you on the spot. If you had to guess who had the most opening day starts pitching, who pitching. who would that who would that be? Who is our who is our most often starting pitcher for opening day? I'll go same era one Marisol. It is. It is one. He had hey, ten of them. Two for three. I'm, there I'll you go. I love it. it. You did. You did pretty good. You passed the test for for hosting a Giants show. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, one. One yeah. Marshall had ten. There were a bunch with uh, four or five, kind of around that area. Um, Madison Bumgarner obviously had a had a handful. Um, and he's pitching today. By the way, side note: him. We we always had those matchups of him and Clayton Kershaw for for opening day, right? They are opening. They are playing against each other today. Uh, obviously, Baumgartner being with the Diamondbacks, but now both of them, as their careers are winding down, they're still matching up against each other as the number threes for their team. I just thought that was really weird uh, that they're still matching up against each other for the D-backs and and Dodgers game today. So, um, but that'll be a great matchup. They're both obviously on the on the tail end of their career. Uh, but still matching up after all these yeah. years, those those two guys. Always a fun matchup. But what are your thoughts on all these teams having days off after the opening day, after game one, and then they take a day off? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why they do it. I think it kind of 
slows it like breaks up something you don't need to break up and i was i was when i was excited i was like oh i'm gonna go watch the dying and then i looked and they were not I was like ah, yeah what's going on here people? why do we <laughs> right? it was nice to see all 30 teams play for the first time in years on yep. opening day and like you said you love the pitching matchups it's great baseball and then i got and i was like there's only like six games on i don't i didn't under like maybe there was a little more than that but yeah it's weird I, I wonder if ha- if it has to do with like the the kind of pomp and circumstance of opening day like all right let's give some of the some of the early game like but see they were the early they were the first game yesterday like there's no reason why they or two days ago there's no reason yeah. why they couldn't play like a night game the next day or something like that but um whatever i saw um uh, some of the guys went to like the Brooklyn Nets game and stuff like that uh, to to kind of kill some time and have some fun. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't get it either. I don't I don't have strong feelings towards it, really. I just am like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, like, why can the why can the White Sox and Astros who will talk about the White Sox a little bit later? Why can why can they play back to back days for opening weekend and not everybody? Like, yeah. So I don't get it. But that being say, said, let's let's go ahead and talk about opening day a little bit. What were what were kind of some of your your first reactions? Uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, what were some of your first reactions for for opening day in the Giants? I thought the ball was going to get in, put in play a little bit more on both ends of the, on both teams. It just seemed like I thought it was going to be a little more different of a game. It would seem like the same style, just home runs and strikeouts. I was a little disappointed by that. I love the pitch clock. That looked and worked beautifully. Um, I thought it was great for all baseball, not just the Giants and Yankees, even though they were like, I think, one of the quicker games on the day. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. The lineup looked inept at times with the strikeouts. They couldn't <laughs> yeah. get a clutch hit. But the guys who I said I like, the right side of that infield with Lamont Wade and Thyro, Crash, or Thyro Estrada, they both probably had their best at, i mean lamont wade didn't do much after the first at that but estrada looked good at the plate he got on base so he did get on base which was something for them last night or right now man so yeah it, it was i was driven crazy usually like it's opening day all right everybody's kind of getting in their rhythm or whatever like i'm usually a little bit lenient on my on my takes but man the strikeouts looking i'm just like Man, I didn't tally them up. I should have before before the show, but I didn't tally them up. But like, it seemed like every strikeout from Cole was caught looking like, and it just was infuriating. I mean, you're taught in little league, like it, you, when you've got two strikes, man, like shorten up and let it fly, man. Like you you yeah. can't be taking pitches right down the middle or on the inside corner or whatever. Like now, Garrett Cole was dealing. Like I I don't like discount that at all like he was was (laughs) he was disgusting but um when when you're in that situation and you're struggling to get hits and struggling to get men on man swing the bat like like get try and get something going be aggressive try and try and do something um so that was a little frustrating i was encouraged obviously by logan webb's outing um I, i i do think that he uh will be a stud he'll be an ace for years to come um, and I'm not backing off of that. He just made uh, a couple of bad mistakes and obviously they hit him out. And, uh, like even his pitch to judge wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't an awful pitch, uh, that judge took out. Um, but of course I'm watching the game and like judge homers right away. And I'm like, oh, of course he did. Like, 
<laughs> you're, you're just like man like come on dude like you, you really had to had to put that like exclamation point on the fact that you spurned the giants and are in new york but um i mean i get it like nobody's gonna turn down we talked about it last week nobody's gonna turn yeah. down being captain of the yankees but still i'm just like man you you didn't have to hit a home run on the first pitch you saw come on um but I, I was encouraged by by some of the stuff. Yeah, Tyro Estrada's uh, outing uh, was great. The defense looked better. Um, I I really like having Jock Peterson on as a DH and not in the field. Um, yeah. So I liked that a lot. Um, the catching situation's a little bit weird. Um, we're we're carrying a bunch of catchers. We'll we'll talk about uh, uh, Gary Sanchez here in a minute um, with that signing as well. But um, yeah, like uh, Blake Sable playing playing left field like i don't i don't know how i feel about that um and another new left fielder opening day added to the list of what you were talking about last week so many left fielders have come and gone since bonds um oh my gosh it's it's ridiculous so um any anything else on on opening day before we kind of move into kind of some roster news and whatnot I mean, I'm not a big Brebbia guy. I wasn't last year. He didn't pitch very well. He did have to come in with a guy on first on a Logan Webb walk, where maybe Kapler should have pulled him like the Yankees pulled Cole the inning, or the same inning, but the half inning before, didn't let him go out there, let the bullpen yeah. do their work, and the game just got away from him. Rogers looked good. I, the bullpen's yeah. going to have to be huge. Uh, and then going forward, we got to make contact with the ball. 16 strikeouts and nine innings is just yeah. not going to be acceptable going forward. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's let's pay some bills and then let's move into some of that that roster construction that we're that we're talking about. Let's be honest. You're here because you love sports. We love sports, too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to one, rowonebrand.com to check out the great inventory. And we use the promo code VSP15, you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code VSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Low Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. All right, so we we got a glimpse at opening day. We got a glimpse at the roster. Um, they made some last-minute <laughs> decisions <laughs> right before opening day, um, which I think, again, what I was talking about last week, man, like baseball is a game of rhythm, man. When you make a, a change like that, like last minute, like do things happen? Absolutely. But like when you make a last minute change like that, like, I don't know if that affected anybody like going in. Um, so they, for those who don't know, uh, they traded with the Royals for Matt Beatty. Um, and he played, uh, <laughs> he played yeah. opening day and it's just, it's a weird situation. He's another guy that's like, man, I don't know. Like I, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm just like, all right, you wanted to add another bat or whatever, like, cool. But it's like, this guy got cast off by the Royals. Like, <laughs> I'm with you. like he, uh, like I, I didn't go too deep into his numbers and whatnot, but it's like, 
it just from the surface, it just looks like, like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's one thing where you've got like a reclamation project, right? Like we, uh, like we, we got Sean Manaya and, and yeah. like, um, I wouldn't call him a, a reclamation project per se, but like Ross Stripling, um, not, not really sure what to expect from him and, and whatnot. So there are though that, that precedent from the giants, but I'm just like, really? Like, did, did we need this move? Like, like you're just looking at it and you're just like, why? Yeah. I, I looked at it and why, like, just, I don't know his numbers as well. Like, I, but just going, looking at and, it, and, like, why do we need another left-handed hitter? We have enough lefty bats that play the corner outfield spots. We don't need any more of those. I'd rather have a guy who we uh, sent down from, uh, at the end of spring training, I can't think of it, the speedster, who actually adds something that we don't have. Like, a guy who can steal. Yeah, a Bryce, guy who can do something that yeah, we don't have on the roster. So. Why are we bringing in some cast off from the Royals? He's a left-handed power hitter, who, supposedly a power hitter that's shown no power in his MLB career. <laughs> yeah, that's shown but, no power. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's super puzzling. I don't understand the yeah. Bryce Johnson is who you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I freaking love Bryce Johnson. I love watching him play. I love. I would love to see him in our outfield. Um, again, like why would you not have a natural outfielder out there, even instead of Blake Sable? I mean, just. I know Blake Sable got some time and some practice there, but man, like, why would you not have that that yeah. element of the game that it, that we saw other teams take full advantage of on opening day of that aspect of the game of speed's going to be a factor this year, like oh, sure. stealing stealing bases, moving guys around. That's going to be a factor. So why would you not have a guy like Bryce Johnson up and even even Casey Schmidt too? Like, I was kind of disappointed that he got sent down right before opening day, and I'm just like, I would. I would take those two guys over this guy that we just paid some money for. Like we didn't even give up a player. Like that's how great he is. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I just don't, I just don't understand it. I, I am, I'm so puzzled. And of course, in all the giants groups online, everybody's like already off the, the far hand bandwagon and <laughs> just like, what, what is wrong with this guy kind of stuff. But, uh, but I do think there's something to be said for, uh, I don't necessarily agree with all of the complaining and all of the um, uh, the the attitude towards him, but at the same time, I'm like, this is just really weird. Like, why wouldn't you have a guy like Bryce Johnson up there uh, playing? And Bryce Johnson's young enough. Like, maybe we could have broken that damn streak if we would have put him in left field. I mean, he's young enough and good enough. I feel like like he could be yeah. our left fielder for a while. He could. I mean, he might move over to center. Center's his well. his natural position, but I'm just like, man, like. Can can we do something about our outfield situation? It's just it's frustrating. But um, to add to the frustration, um, I don't know. I I I like the move, but to add to the frustration of the catcher situation, um, we signed Gary Sanchez, a former former All Star for the Yankees, and um, signed him to a minor league deal. Um, if you take him to into account, we're carrying three catchers. And so, Blake Sable was kind of a catcher. At some Blake Sable's like. kind of a catcher. Like we're he's listed as a catcher on the depth chart. Like it's yeah. it's just a weird the whole catching situation. It's just like I feel like that that signing was a signal to Joey Bart to like, hey, get your get your stuff together. Or you're you're done. Like I, it, they seem to be moving from him pretty quick. It seems like the end of the Joey Bart era. As soon as Farhan got there, it kind of seemed like he wasn't. They drafted a catcher in the first round the next season when Farhan had the, had the pick of the litter of anyone at like six, I believe. I can't remember the catcher's name. I think he went to Georgia Tech. 
But I, yeah, Gary Sanchez. What I mean, another guy. That's another reclamation project. We've been successful in the past, I guess, with like the Yastrzemskis and maybe Lamont Wade to a lesser extent. But I don't get the signing. I, I when I saw Roberto Hernandez starting, I was like, "What the hell is going on? Why? Where's Joey Bart? Like, they, <laughs> right? they obviously are not high on Joey Bart at this point. It's just, yeah, like like they don't want him around." I mean, yeah. I mean, my only thinking, if you wanted to take it from a baseball perspective, is he is a righty going against uh, going against uh, Garrett Cole. But isn't oh, Perez still is a righty, righty too, too. Yeah, yeah, he's Perez is a righty too. I mean, Perez is a little. I don't know. Then. He has two gold gloves, and but I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I called him Hernandez before. But uh, no, I knew yeah. who you meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, it's just weird. I, yeah, it does seem like one of those things where it's like, okay, like number two pick, like did he just like is he a is he a bust and like that talk starts to tar- starts to kind of get to you a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like, I've liked Joey Bart. Like, I don't. Yes, he hasn't performed up to his ability, but I go back to the saying. I go back to the thinking. Like, if he was given like an everyday job would he be more successful like instead of all this platooning and and whatnot um and not knowing if he's going to play from one day or the next like what do you what do you think about kind of that situation i mean i agree wholeheartedly like i don't know if he'd be any better but why not give him the chance to be the everyday guy There's, we have not we're not putting a guy we don't have a backup who's any good it's not like we're putting back like we had i don't know it's not like we have like a Kirk and Danny Jansen situation or like in Toronto. It's just yeah. a whole, I don't know. I don't even know if Danny Jansen's still there, but they had that situation. It's not that it, where it's Roberto Perez and a, your second overall pick from five years ago. I don't, it doesn't make sense. And I'd love to see him get a full season of 500 at bats. And if he fails, he fails, but at least we know that he was yeah. given the opportunity. It's kind of like the James Wiseman situation in Golden State where they never gave him a chance. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's almost like they they tried like a couple years ago to be like, all right, we'll give you the everyday job. And uh, once once Posey left, and it's like, all right, we're giving you the everyday job, but that lasted like ten games. Yeah, and exactly. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, all right, like I I, I wish that there was some uh, like managers out there or front offices out there that like, I mean, what what if they did that with Willie Mays, right? Like Willie Mays started out terribly, like couldn't hit the ball when he was first called up. Right. And you're just like, give the young kid a chance. Like say, no, like, like give him that thing of you're our catcher, do it, go for it. Like you're, you're our guy and, and give him that, that full season to really, to really try. And if he's terrible, yeah. Deal him or cut him or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So I do feel like Bart is one of those guys that's super talented, um that just hasn't really gotten a fair chance um uh, at least from my perspective so i yeah the the catching situation is going to be really really weird this this whole season like how how long does gary sanchez stay down um do they bring him up at some point um i mean he is he's a former all-star like he did fall off but his numbers last year even weren't weren't awful like yes he had a really low batting average but um like he wasn't, it's not like he all of a sudden forgot to play how to play baseball. Like he's still, he's still decent. So, but his defense leaves a lot to be desired. And with the strikeout, it's hard to play a guy who's going to strike out that much and is a below average defender. Like 
That's fair. That's just my thought. I don't even know if he'll get a shot in Major League. I mean, he only got a minor league deal. They might just cut yeah. him in like a week or two if they're like, ah, this isn't going to work. So yeah. I don't know if we're making too big of a deal with this at this point. But That's fair. I don't know. We're bringing in catchers. We want to do something different at that position. Right. I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming that Darren's uh, uh, referring to Joey Bart here. He does sound like a future A's player. Not going to lie. Like <laughs> Maybe he goes across the bay and does something. I don't know. Um, that's funny. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's uh, keep moving here. Um, let's go into into your segment. And just to let people know, like Tyler segments, like we said last week, are going to be kind of uh, kind of a grab bag, kind of different things, stats, stories, uh, player profiles, whatever. And I'm super interested in what you're doing today because you have a personal connection to to this player that that you're going to be doing a profile on. So go ahead and uh, take it away there, Tyler. Yeah, we're, I looked at our future opponent this week and went with the White Sox, and we're playing the White Sox, and I'm like, oh, I got a little connection. I don't really. I mean, a, it's a connection and a three degrees, eight degrees, whatever. So I went with Andrew Vaughn, uh, who went, played at my own little league. He grew up in the same hometown of me, as me, Santa Rosa, California. And he's six, he's been a great baseball player his whole life. I remember Darren actually, has a, my co-host on Fatboy, has a closer relationship with him. Not that it's that close, but he, he remember, I remember him coming up to me when the kid was eight years old going, I just saw the best baseball like kid I've ever seen. He was hitting like home runs on the majors field at eight years old. And so he goes to Maria Creole High School, tears it up. He I, he didn't get very many scholar opportun scholarship opportunities. He goes to Cal, becomes the uh, 2018 Golden Spikes Award winner, goes back to Cal for another year, stud, had like the most intentional walks in college history almost, I believe, some crazy stat. Dang. And then he gets drafted third overall by the Chicago White Sox. And he had a mixed bag of success and failures. They play him in the outfield, which he isn't a natural outfielder. He's one of the worst defenders. Last season, the White Sox do a good thing. They move on from Jose Abreu, who's still a good player, but they want to move Andrew Vaughn to his home spot at first base. He can be more comfortable. Yeah. And I'm just super excited to see this kid play baseball uh at where he feels comfortable i expect him to have a huge season especially with tim anderson and Luis roberts healthy and batting in front of him yeah the white Sox did play yesterday which and they didn't play andrew vaughn which left me a little confused i don't know what they're doing uh. it's confusing to me i can't wait to get paul our guest on this episode like what he feels about this situation in Vaughn, because I yeah. couldn't imagine you not wanting him to get like 500 at bats this season and him sitting out in game two just makes me confused. But yeah. his career numbers are great, or not great, but he's coming into his own 24 years old, and I'm excited to watch him play, especially at, well, I guess it's in Chicago this weekend, but when he gets to San Francisco next season, I'm going to make sure to go out and watch him. Yeah, that, that'll be good. Um, well, that's that's a perfect segue. We're talking about Andrew Vaughn. We're we're doing our our preview for the upcoming week. Obviously, we got a couple more games today and tomorrow against the Yankees. Uh, but then we're uh, off to Chicago to to face the White Sox. So we're going to bring in our own uh, White Sox expert, so to speak. Uh, this is uh, my my buddy Paul. Uh, he came on uh, seventh inning stretch to do the uh, American League Central uh, preview. <laughs> and did uh an awesome job and so decided to have him back on this show uh since the giants are coming back uh, coming to chicago and facing 
his White Sox. Paul, my man, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Um, I can't agree with you more about Andrew Vaughn. I I have been a big fan of his, you know, since he got drafted. I didn't follow him as closely in college, but um, I do know somebody who was a big fan of him in college as well. Uh, so uh, just watching him play like through his brief time in the minors, like he only was drafted a couple of years ago, right? Like three yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, and they believe in him so much that they let Jose Abreu go. And opening day had the critical double to take the lead against the uh, Astros to win the game. Really, really wish they would have pulled out the game yesterday. I was, <laughs> I was well, Dude, watching, watching, watching last night's game was uh, like, you felt it like in the sixth inning, they had a th- white Sox up three, nothing. Yeah. And uh, Lance Lynn, you know, uh, he's, he's kind of struggling a little bit. He's, they, they were even ca- talking about it on the, on the cast that he allowed three walks and that's unusual for yeah. a Lance Lynn game. Um, so he was already struggling with command. Um, and let a couple runs in before um, having before being relieved. But at that point, you just felt it. You're like, oh, we're about to get Astro. Right now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's, so. a, that's a perfect term. We're about to get Astro right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, so boys, let's look ahead to, uh, to this week. Um, the Giants, hopefully, uh, I'm hoping over these next couple games against the Yankees, we pull these two out. Um, but let's say, let's say for, for optimism's sake, we got, uh, we got a two and one giants team going into Chicago against a two and one white Sox team again, optimism, but what are, what are we expecting for, for this series? Paul, you, you, you're, you have a point to my two and one. (laughs) Yes. The white Sox are playing the Astros four games. Oh, four games. My bad. Yeah. And, um, they're playing in four straight. And then roll into Chicago, uh, game five, like fifth game, of the, fifth day of yeah. the regular season. And um, they're getting Michael Kopech uh, right off the bat. And um, you know, Michael Kopech, game one, will be, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, be a kind of a wild card kind of pitcher. He's, yeah. this is his first full year after uh, his Tommy John surgery. So he had his Tommy John surgery year. You know, uh, they kind of held, uh, held him back, didn't really. Uh, limited his pitch count. So this is his year where they're having high expectations on him. Uh, he was a high draft pick as well. And um, if you haven't seen Michael Kopik pitch, he's got some filthy stuff. And he's bringing, bringing the heat as well. He'll be, he'll be up, up near 100 miles an hour on his fastball. But he's got some lively movement on his pitches as well. So it'll be uh, it'll be a f- uh, interesting first game whether or not he can control it or not. We'll we'll yeah and and we'll catch Dylan Cease in that in that series as well. So I'm I'm not really looking forward to that. Um because <laughs> I think Dylan Cease is the freaking man. Um, he was the man open day for sure. But yeah, uh Tyler, what did you got? My thought I, I just was wondering we the pitcher we didn't mention, Lucas Giolito, a guy who was a top mm. prospect coming up. He's been at a mixed bag of tricks. What are your like how much confidence do you have him in him going forward with the Chicago White Sox? Excellent question. Uh, Lucas Giolito, um, all, all reports were talking about last year, he was trying to put on weight to try and keep, it was about a health thing and it just didn't work. His velocity was down last year. Um, he had terrible command uh, going into this year. Um, 
a lot of reports were focusing on him uh, trying to cut some of that weight back. And he has uh, brought in a lot, brought back a mile and a half uh, on his fastball. Um, so, you know, it's this is definitely a, a year where he's going to have to kind of show things. Uh, and a lot of a lot of White Sox players are on that spot this year, um, after especially after last year. Uh, so there's a lot of rumblings around that if if players aren't really starting to show up, or if we start to kind of drop off by the uh, by the trade deadline that guys are going to go and Lucas might be one of those guys. So if he, he, there's a lot of expectation for him to perform and we'll see today. Cause he's going to go today. I was going to say he Astros. starts today against the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting sign. And that's a lot of what we're looking at. Even this first series. I don't If you haven't watched this series against the Astros, they, it has a like playoff five right now. Like it's, it's intense. It's been a, it's been a great couple games. Like it's, it's been fun to watch. I did uh, because I knew you were coming on. I did watch uh, those two uh, games specifically um, because I was just super interested in it. Um, and Dylan Cease is my pick for Cy Young this year. So I wanted to see uh, kind of how he did opening day, um, which, by the way, I don't know if either of you saw. Did you guys see any of the umpire cams from his start? Like, so they have they had cameras on the umpire for that game. And they showed back to back his fastball and his breaking ball. And I'm just like, how does anybody like base hitting a baseball is hard enough. And then I'm watching Dylan Cease's stuff through this umpire cam. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. Like, how do you even hit anything from this pitcher? And so with, with the amount of strikeouts the giants had against Garrett Cole, I'm just like, I, I'm not looking forward to uh, whatever it is, game two or game three, when we see him. Um, man, that's that's going to be rough, Tyler. What it, what are you thinking? Going, I mean, we're we're facing Kopech uh, on one side, but then we're going to be facing a Cy Young candidate again <laughs> this quickly. Yeah, I I mean, we just saw him face Garrett Cole, and we struck out 13 times and 16 times overall. I we just don't hit elite pitching very well, or at least we haven't in the past. This year maybe things change and from game to game who knows i'm excited dylan cease is a beast i'm i'm it's weird how the white Sox get these pitchers who are all like top prospects who come out copac uh rodon years ago yeah. uh, lucas giolito and they all like and then even when with your hitters you have luis robert eloy jimenez who are all top prospects and they're all major league baseball players but none of them have like sought the superstardom like they've been projected to do Cease is going to get there. He's the guy who's shown the most. But discount, not counting him, are any of these guys, like Robert, of the hitters, Roberts, Vaughn, Eloy, yeah. which one would you predict to become, take the next step into being a every every year all-star? Yeah, uh, Eloy Jimenez, right off the bat. You know, he's, he's someone that uh, has been, had some really freaky injuries and bad ones too. Uh, that they the White Sox are treating them treating him with kid gloves. Um, they're they're letting him play a little bit of outfield, but they really want him to stay healthy. Uh, so they don't they're trying really hard not to let him do too much because like he he plays pretty hard when he is playing, but um, he just hasn't been like it's just weird things, crazy things happen. Like what was it was in spring training last year or two years ago where he he was robbing a home run and just like ripped his shoulder apart. It was, it, 
it was like it's a freak it's a freak accident so they want they want Eloy to do well and so far he's done pretty well uh, even in these first couple of games um he was he he was two for two yesterday um and didn't do much in the first game but he had a couple of RBIs but uh, Eloy Jimenez is definitely one of them. Um, I personally have been pretty high on Johan Makata, and so far he has absolutely one. ripped. He has absolutely ripped the ball apart. He's went three for four last night, um, and you know these are these are he, he's batting four forty four in two games, <clears throat> and that's against the two best starters the Astros have. So I'm, I'm super excited about that as well. Uh, Luis Roberts has looked terrible, to be honest. So far, the first couple games, <laughs> um, I was I, I was messaging in a in a chat that like he was struggling to catch up to a ninety four mile an hour fastball last night, and that scares me to death, to be honest. Yeah, and then you have an influx at the corner positions with Vaughn. Gavin Peaks plays outfield, but he's not very good at it. Like Vaughn, when you had two first basemen playing your corner outfielders last year, I felt so it was like the Giants and the NL just terrible defense. And then Berger, Moncado, how does that all work itself out? Who would you like to see get the most starts in those certain areas of? Well, Vaughn, Vaughn is going to be the first baseman. That's the plan. Although last night, for some reason, they started Gavin Sheets. Um, I think, I think cause he's a lefty and they were going against a righty. I don't know how well that's going to work. I'm not, I haven't been super high on Gavin sheets. Um, but I want, I want to, I did see an, yeah, I did see a note that, that Vaughn was having a little bit of a back thing. So that's why they, okay. And he's kind of been having a little bit of a back thing through preseason. So, um, maybe it's more preventative than anything. I'm not sure yet, but, um, Vaughn should be the starting first baseman. Uh, most days arrested uh, by Gavin Sheets. You know, Makata is going to be third baseman, locked in. Um, uh, Berger will kind of spell at first and, and third at times. Um, corner outfield, that's Oscar Colas. They've been talking about him a lot. He he was only signed last year uh, and absolutely ripped the minor leagues apart. Um, so, you know, he he's was a, he's a two He's a two-way guy, isn't he? Or can be. So he can be. Okay. They pretty much aren't going to do that though, because uh, they they called him uh, the uh, Cuban uh, Otani, and I'm like, <laughs> he the last time he pitched was out in Japan, I think is what I saw, and okay. he hasn't pitched at all since since then, even coming back um, to this hemisphere, and uh, then um, and the White Sox have no plans for him to pitch, although I'm certain. Maybe they'll throw him in on, you know, one of those blowout games. I'm not sure, uh, but for the most part, he's they want him to be in the outfield for sure. Um, yeah. And then you got Benintendi, who you guys just signed. So like, how, yeah. he's he's gonna play into into that. Who, like, I don't know. Benintendi's weird to me. Like he did. He seems like there's some sort of fall off with him, and, but at the same time, like he signed a big deal with the Sox, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's still expected to be Benintendi of old. I don't know. Well, he he looked pretty good at the end of last year, and I think that's why the Sox uh, spent money on him. Um, you know, he had he had some time when he was playing in the with the Royals where he had an opportunity to kind of re revamp who he was because man, they the the Red Sox absolutely dropped. Like they they don't didn't believe him at all. Uh, got to play with the Royals for a bit. He did pretty good. Play with the Yankees last year and and 
was awesome at the end of the year. So that they're they're expecting la- end of last year Benintendi, but um, he's he he hasn't done all that much so far, even in these first couple of games. Obviously, early season lens, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's got he got a hit last night, which is great. You know, break the break that seal. So we'll see. Um, they they want him to be the table setter. They have him pretty early in the batting order. They they want him to do RBI more more than anything. He was batting third the last couple of days, so but hasn't quite translated yet. Don't. He'll he'll be interesting. He's somebody I'm keeping an eye on on the White Sox. Let's look at um, just because you're in the AL Central, so I'll, I'm sure we'll have some of your your thoughts here. But Giants also playing the Royals at the end of this week. Um, so we've got the the two against the the uh, Yankees that I hope we finish out well. Um, we've got the the three against the the White Sox, and then we go uh, play the Royals. So. Um, Tyler and Paul, you guys can kind of take turns. I'll let Paul go first. But like, what do you see kind of in that matchup? Um, and what are you kind of expecting to see from the Royals a little bit? Tyler, you want to go first? I, I mean, I just want to watch Bobby Witt play baseball to see if he's going into the player. <laughs> yeah. be. Outside of that, maybe MJ Melendez, he has his own signing, but then but the Royals, man, they're tough. They're a tough watch outside of those two guys. I mean, Salvador Perez, obviously a great catcher. But the, we should be able to handle the Royals, I hope, if we're going to be a playoff team. I mean, obviously, we go. you can go in streaks in baseball. You get hot, you get cold, but you have to handle the Royals. I, I think that's what, like, who wins AO Central comes out, like, of those top teams, comes out to who beats the Royals the, the baddest. A lot <laughs> pretty, of much. So, like, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> And it looks like it looks like uh, looking at even at that far in advance, like it looks like you guys are getting the bottom of their rotation, which isn't saying much because the rotation isn't great. <laughs> right. Um, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be as bad. You won't you'll get out of the uh, the Cy Young candidates uh, to start the season. So, uh, but I, I'm actually I still am actually pretty high on Vinny Pascantino, Pascantino, and yeah. uh, he's he's pretty solid. Know, out- Outside of Bobby Witt, you know he's someone to watch because he he was so hot at the end of the year, and I and I think I confirmed that he is eligible for Rookie of the Year this year. I think he didn't play enough games last year, okay, to qualify. Um, so not that he can because there's so it's many awesome be, rookies this year. Gonna say, it's gonna be hard to beat out Gunnar Henderson for one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the two guys I'm watching. Um, you know, outside of. I just I don't know why I love Zach Greinke's Zephyr's pitch. So uh, it's so silly. Zach Greinke makes my head hurt. Like yes. I just any any time I see him. Have you seen like, that video where he's like calling his own pitches and then he shakes his head no and calls off his own pitches? I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah, you're, he's, you're calling your own pitches. Like, oh, he is the epitome of, of the weird pitcher, right? Like you look at the history yeah. of baseball and you've got all these weird character pitchers, right? Like he is in that mold. Like he is that guy that is just weird, odd, off. Like you hear stories about his interactions with certain teammates, stuff like that. I'm just like, he's just weird. Like he is. Like, yeah, and, like throws and, his change up harder than his fastball at this point. It's, that, and that's okay. Like awkward my, at that. My favorite, my favorite one was in uh, in preseason. They were playing the Dodgers, right? And the Dodgers had this guy who I'm blanking on his name, but he wasn't allowed to swing. 
he was up there just to time pitches. Like he was not allowed to swing. He had an injury on his arm. And so he wasn't allowed to swing. He was up there. And so Zach Granke was just a total a-hole and just threw it up there at like 50 miles an hour. He's like, you're not timing nothing. Like you're, <laughs> he just throws up like three 50 mile an hour pitches. And it's like, all right, you're out. Like, get out of here. Like he's just, <laughs> he, he marches to the beat of his own drum. That's for sure. Um, I would, I would love to see, I don't think we're going to get Granky in that series, but I just, no. he, he is must see TV just because he's weird. Like you don't know what you're going to get with him. And it's just, it's, it's super weird. So, um, but what, yeah, if, if we're gonna, if we're going to be a successful team this year at all, like we do, we have to beat up on the bad teams. The, uh, the Royals are definitely those, um, I'm interested to see how long Wit and Pascantino uh, stay. I think I'm saying that right. Pascan, Pascantino. Pascantino, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested games. to see how, yeah, man, <laughs> they messed me up. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how long they stay Royals, to be honest. Like I, the, the Royals kind of have that thing, right? Unless they're, unless they're really good, like guys don't stay there for very long. Um, Salvador Perez being kind of an, ex, uh, an exception, but um i mean when they were good back in what was it like 14 15 like those guys have, had been there for for a little while like they they kept those guys around for a good uh length of time but other than that like they they just don't keep their players around it seems like i mean like the a's or the pirates or like they're kind of in that in that realm so i'm interested to see i'm i'm putting it out into the universe now i'm just saying it so that I can, I can, I can, I can manifest this for the Giants. I freaking love Bobby Witt Jr. I'm, I'm with you guys. I love watching him play baseball. Brandon Crawford not going to be around too much longer. Just saying. I like, like the idea. Just, I love the idea. <laughs> just, just, just putting it's, that out they're, there. They're willing to spend money. You know, we've seen their last couple of years. They want to throw money around. They're just not throwing ju enough money. So well, if they really got, want them, they have to drop it. Uh, yeah, well, and like that, I mean, we've talked about uh, him before, but Marco Luciano back in, in the minors, like you and I have talked about him, Paul, like yeah. it, it, he's this highly touted guy that for whatever reason just hasn't advanced. And I know he's been hurt here and there too, but the it just hasn't advanced like you want. Like maybe it's time to like kind of the Joey Bart thing, right? Like let's, uh, let's not uh, put too much into this anymore. Let's focus on our amazing pitching prospects that we've got, by the way, uh, put our, put our, uh, our kind of effort into Bryce Johnson, Casey, Casey Schmidt, those guys. And, and freaking let's go get Bobby Wade jr. Whether it's through trade, whether it's through free agency, let's, I mean, I just, I just like him a lot. I love watching him play. I think the giants with combination of signings like that or trades like that. And, uh, some of these young guys coming up, they could be like that old adage of speed kills, right? Like we, yeah. they could be, they could kind of make that transition from kind of the Posey belt and Crawford era into this new era. Like, at least that's what I would like to see of pitching and defense and speed. And um, that that's what I would like to see going forward. I, I honestly, I'm on the side of like, we don't necessarily need a huge bat like judge. Like we need to, we need to put actually a full lineup together. I mean, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Tyler? I, I agree wholeheartedly. I would say all in on like Lindor. Like, and people are like, no, we can't trade our minor leaguer. Like, they're minor leaguers. That means minor leaguers never work out. Why are we not willing <laughs> to give up for like proven MLB all-stars and their pro like, even like Lindor was, I think was 26. 
they didn't even get a big haul back for him. They did end up getting Andres Jimenez, who had worked out very well for him, but he wasn't the highly touted uh, minor leaguer at the time. And then, like, Soto last year. I'd love for Farhan to make a move and actually get the deal done. He just hasn't been able to execute it, whether it's in free agency or in trade. They're always coming up, like, second. Being used as, like, the bait to get another team to come in over the top (laughs) and how it feels like being a Giants fan with Farhan as their GM. I mean, I, I don't even understand exactly what actually broke down with Correa, the Correa deal. I, it was I mean, just a physical. It was his physical. I get, right. I get that, but like, I mean, if we're the 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 Twins weren't aren't weren't scared of him. They've been seeing him. They they had him last the year last year, and then clearly they weren't scared of him this time around. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I think they should have taken the chance on him. Uh, just just for some depth stuff, but I'm I'm still high on Luciano. Still, I've had yeah. shares of him in the dynasty league for yeah. uh, several several years. To be honest, I've had I like <laughs> yeah. since he signed. I I'm like this guy. I still believe in him. I'm not willing to give up on him personally. Um, so would you trade I hope him for Juan Soto? Oh yeah. Hundred percent. But that's <laughs> we're, tra- we're, tra- we're talking about trading for a known commodity, and we still really don't know what Luciano can do. I agree. Uh, sure. But yeah, I mean that's that's a no brainer trade for sure. Um, and uh, and I am actually, I, I, Josh, you know, I'm super high on Mitch Hanniger. I'm on the Hanniger train. <laughs> yeah. um, I I'm when, when he shows my up vibes. Yeah. Right. I'm throwing my health vibes at him. I want Mitch Hanniger to do well. I I loved his bounce back year last year with the uh, with the Mariners. Um, I think a fresh start for him is going to be great. Just gosh, health vibes, man. Health vibes. <laughs> yes. Please I, stay I healthy because you're going to be awesome. See him. I cannot wait to see him. I was not impressed by Conforto at all uh, on opening day, um, and so that was that was a little rough. That being a a big a big. <laughs> free agent signing um and and him not really showing up but in all honesty nobody showed up opening day uh against uh Garrett Cole nobody showed up opening day against like, Garrett Cole <laughs> Garrett Cole was just incredible so i can't can't say enough of him shout out though to Garrett Cole and to Logan Webb who both set franchise records in strikeouts for for opening day so uh kudos to both of them especially Logan Webb i'm i am way high on Logan Webb um and so i i hope he does well this year um, but, um, sorry, I had a kid walk by. <laughs> hey, can, um, I throw, can I throw another thought yeah, in? I'm a giant. Yeah, go ahead. I am curious to see what Sean Manaya does this year. Cause mm-hmm. I was reading, I was reading a thing on him uh, a few days ago and that the giants want to turn him into a power pitcher. Is that, is that what I heard as well? I haven't, I haven't heard that, but I don't know. Like, I mean, they do some weird stuff with pitchers, man. And, and it, tends to work out for the most part. I mean, they've had some failures. Sure. Everybody does, yeah. but, uh, um, the thing, cause it, the thing I was hearing about him was that he like, he's like a big dude, right? He's like six foot yeah. five or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and, but they, he does, he soft tosses. He's never really thrown big power pitching at all in his career. So that, that was, that's what the article I was reading was that they want to turn him more into a power pitcher and that he's already increased his velocity by like, I think he's in like around 96, he, he did. Topic. He looked okay, Tyler. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like he looked okay and and, and decent in spring training. Like yeah, I, I, I felt like like all right. Like we we might get we might have got something here because I feel like everybody was everybody was hating on him because of the Yankees stint. But 
um, like, yeah, I will see him. Uh, it, we'll see him in the White Sox series um, and kind of see how he does against a, a pretty solid lineup. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see kind of what uh, what he looks like, how long he goes, stuff like that. Um, Tyler, any any thoughts on him? I I love that signing when they signed him. He had success in Oakland. He went to San Diego, was all right. Then went to the Yankees. Really sucked. But a lot of people can't handle New York. It's just not in their who they are as baseball players. Come to San Francisco. San Francisco has a lot of success. Yet these reclamation projects, he's not quite that either. But like with Gosman, he's kind of closer to Rodon in my opinion, where he's had success, but he's also had these terrible seasons. So yeah. I, I like the signing. I'm excited to watch him pitch as well. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be super fun. Um, all right. Any, any uh, closing thoughts, Tyler, I'll let you take kind of take the floor here. Any closing thoughts on giants? Any questions for Paul, anything that we want to close out with this week? I mean, I'm a, we get to see Ross Stripling for the first time in a giants uniform at yeah. Yankee stadium. Excited for that. Uh, Cobb, going up against the Yankees. I'm sick of these little wall, these wall scrapers the Yankees are hitting against us. Home runs that wouldn't be home runs anywhere else. <laughs> Logan Webb, you pitched great. Don't let those get to you. He gave up 11 home runs last year, two and in five innings or three innings. I don't know when Glaber hit his Two and in four innings, I think. Yeah. In the fourth inning. Um, outside of that, uh, I don't have anything for you, Paul. I asked you all my questions. That's fine. Sorry. Um, you're good you're good no you're awesome thanks uh yeah thank you for coming on i for coming on and thank um, you very much yeah we'll uh we'll have you on more on uh on some other shows and whatnot and you and i'll keep talking about that but um thanks for joining us thank you guys for listening for watching um again like shout out to being the number one show on uh vsm baseball last week that was surprising and awesome all at the same time so thanks for listening i uh, hope you guys oh, stick you. with us and uh we'll talk more giants uh next week as we kind of review what everything that we talked about today and uh hopefully have a better week uh beating up on uh the al central this week hopefully <laughs> all right we'll have see a, that. right uh <laughs> have a wonderful week enjoy some giants baseball we will see you next week Thanks.